The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Dr. Dennis Powers, where past meets present every Monday. Doc, welcome back. How you doing? How you feeling? How's life Always for you? It's my huh? pleasure to be with you, uh, especially for another week in terms of where we're Heading not only politically, economically, and all points west. Uh huh. Well, at least you're doing better than uh, than our president, you know, at the moment. <laughs> uh, by chance, by chance, did you see that video in which the RNC, the RNC, actually did something uh, decent for once, and actually uh, put out a video over the weekend? And uh, this oh. is with uh, with uh, President Biden stumbling over his words, even though I stumble over my words, but I keep going. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. But on the other hand, uh, you make a lot of sense. And, and Biden just got caught uh, in his petard because the fact that uh, he knew uh, he was lying in terms of uh, where things were. Uh, and uh, they just made a conscientious uh, uh, gamble that uh, better to go ahead and let Trump go ahead and run into problems with this, his special prosecutor rather than. Uh, having Biden go ahead with his reelection uh, and damn the people. Yeah, let me play a little bit of that RNC video, which is out on Super. Twitter right now. Okay, let me see if we can uh, it make this. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, um, anyway, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking. Uh, uh, Anyway, but I, I just look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, it was in February, February uh, January. It goes on for another four and a half minutes that way. <laughs> another another four and a half minutes of that and uh, just <laughs> stringing together all the various little uh misspeakings and the pauses, the pregnant pauses. And let me tell you, uh, the pregnant pauses that uh, President Biden have, you know, nothing like uh, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey did it for effect. He does it because he doesn't know where he is. I think that's what's going on. I, I guess, you know, let, let me talk about that before we do our historical uh, profile oh, here. Let's just go. All right. All right. <laughs> what about, um, now, the um, the special counsel report came out late last week, right? And it obviously came out at a point where people would really talk about it. And yet you would think that if there was a, a sensible president installed, that he would have resigned over the weekend. But that didn't happen. And I don't know if it is going to change. But what is your overall take politically as a political matter of the fact that uh, we obviously have a very ill president with the nuclear football? Well, what we what we really do have, Bill, uh, with the drive-by, blind, biased media, uh, is a media that uh, will do whatever they can to protect Biden. Still circling the uh, still circling the wagons even now on this, huh? Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, and and you see, the thing that's such a shame about this is that uh, the United States is just absolutely being laughed at by the rest of the world. 
Uh, as meanwhile, Biden doesn't really care, neither does his advisors, because they really do feel that they're going to win the election because of what they can do to Trump, uh, let's say, a month before the uh, the election comes in. Well, they could be right about that. It's hard to say, but it reminds me very much watching and listening to President Biden these days. It takes me back to uh, when I was a younger man in the end of the Soviet Union, former Soviet Union. Remember Leonid Brezhnev? How Brezhnev would be up there kind of looking like an animatronic bear, like just waving at the, you know, as the missiles were going by in the uh, in the May Day parade. Right. You know, this kind of things. Uh, uh, but but you could tell he wasn't well. Right. It, doesn't it remind you of that uh, that that kind of approach? It, it does. But the far left Democratic Party doesn't care. Uh, and uh, if anything, you know, they might be trying to make plans for Michelle or some shill mm. to be thrown in. Uh, but you see, the thing that really, uh, Bill, stands out to me uh, is, is that if you look at what Biden is doing, he's doing whatever he can to win this election and doesn't care about national effect. Uh, I mean, for example, when he goes ahead uh, in uh, Michigan because he wants to support Arab Americans and he goes ahead and he puts four Israelis uh, on a watch list uh, and then take a look at TikTok. Well, that's terrorism equity. You have to understand that's equity in the oh, Biden administration, right? Absolutely. But you see, they don't care. Uh, you know, they, they, they feel so empowered uh, by what's going on is they really don't care about this country. And so the Republicans have got to keep doing what they're doing and, and marshal. And, of course, what I think is that at times the Republicans, thank God for this, they come across as the gang that can't shoot straight uh, in terms of, of everything, whether it's Trump that's going in and he wants to have an election uh, 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 fight against Biden on the border. Mm-hmm. So they come in and they don't impeach Mayorkas. I mean, what's going on now is is almost criminal. And you have this situation right now with, um, well, as an example, the report comes out with uh, President Biden being elderly and forgetful, et cetera, et cetera. It was just devastating, just an absolutely devastating time. And yet this morning I was hearing the national news sources that were all going on about President Trump who was uh, rallying in South Carolina the other day. And, it, you know, it was all this Trump is a Russian agent sort of stuff because of his uh, talk about, uh, and, and if you look at, the, and if you listen to the whole clip, and I played it earlier this morning, he was just bragging about uh, how he ended up getting other people to pay for NATO. Uh, so it's not just all the United States. And, uh, but it was all this, uh, you know, go ahead, let Putin do what he wants, you know, and it's being reported uncritically out there. And it's not the whole clip. It's the same kind of stuff. It's like same stuff, different year, you know, essentially what we're dealing well, with right now. I've always felt, my friend, the biggest mistake the Republican Party made, among many, uh, is that when it came to uh, the AP and the UPA was the UPI was put out of business, mm-hmm. that the Republicans didn't get their money together to get some independent wire services in to go ahead and to counter what's going on throughout the United States with the AP, which is just really Associated Press uh, uh, marching for Biden. Oh, I'm right there with you, except I was surprised the other day that when the special counsel came out, that report came out, it I first read it in the Associated Press, 
and the Associated Press, it was almost like they were assigned the job. I think that there that there were many within the uh, the media that were not trying to protect Biden at all. In fact, almost were sticking the knife in and twisting, hoping to maybe make some movement over the uh, the Democratic presidential race. Well, that's a very good optimistic read, Bill. Uh, uh, on the other side, I look at it as the fact that they just said, hey, we could always attack Trump. Who oh, cares? Yeah, so I we mean, twist the knife it, in it, Biden, but so what? He's still going to be there. All right. It, it makes okay. no difference. All right, all right, all right. I'll just shut up about it. It doesn't matter. All right. Hey. Oh, no, no, no. You bring an optimism that is so necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't want it to be an optimism that borders on naivete, you know? Oh, Bill, you have always called great shots for so many years, so... No, that's one of the reasons why I even dial in, even if I wasn't working with you as we have for over 13 years, I would dial in anyway and listen in. All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's break here <laughs> for just a moment. And you have a great profile of, uh, of of someone here, of a Southern Oregonian here we're going to talk about next on Where Past Meets Present. And we'll revisit the past before we maybe dip into the present before, you know, we get naive and depressed. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, well, stay optimistic. All right, this is The Bill Meyer Show. Make everything you do more epic with Spectrum Mobile and the new Samsung Galaxy S24 series with Galaxy AI. Order from Spectrum and get $700 off with a trade-in. And now, you can get Spectrum Mobile for $15 a month each when you get two unlimited lines. Get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 series with Galaxy AI today. Visit a Spectrum store or spectrummobile.com. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Millette Construction has been a general contractor for 40 years. For the last 20 years, they've specialized in foundation repair and replacement. If you have sloping floors, cracks in walls, and windows and doors that are hard to open, you have a foundation problem that's only getting worse. At Millette Construction, they not only fix your foundation and level your house, they solve the water problem that's causing the damage. Get on solid ground. Call Millette Construction for a free estimate. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. CCB number 32787. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is your one-stop accessory and protection shop, offering quality products like Lightex spray-on bed liners, undercoating, and truck, Jeep, and SUV accessories. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority is now your premier source for overlanding, off-road, and outdoor lifestyle products. So what are you waiting for? Stop on by and get prepared for your next adventure. They're located at 4840 Airway Drive, just off Vilas Road in Central Point. Oregon Trunk and Auto Authority. Your Department of Adventure. Bill Meyer here, and the reports keep coming in from listeners who have saved at Sky Park Insurance. Here's Lauren from Eagle Point. My insurance bills kept rising over the years, so I took Bill's advice and called Steve at Sky Park. After a few short phone calls, I'm now saving over 500 bucks a year. I even referred my daughter, too. Sky Park is an independent agency with providers like Progressive, Safeco, Foremost, and many more. Call Steve for a quote, 261-5444, or visit skyparkins.com. At Sky Park, we make insurance easy. Welcome back to The Bill Meyer Show, 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. Today on Where Past Meets Present with Dr. Powers. By the way, his uh, website to find out more about Dennis is DennisPowersBooks.com. Dennis, you're going to talk about Jason Hardreff. Tell us about that story. Interesting. This, this is an incredible story about overcoming adversity. would certainly be in, in our, our top 20, mm-hmm. uh, if not top 10. Uh, and Jason Hardreff is in his mid-30s, athlete most of his life. 
Uh, started running in medical school, uh, middle school after his parents told him skateboarding was too dangerous. So he becomes the fastest miler at his high school in Baker City. Uh, runs cross country and track for Corbin University, graduating in 2011. To give you an idea, he has uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for starters. And so as a kid, he said, I couldn't sit still. You know, we used to call that ants of the pants syndrome, right? Oh, absolutely right. And and uh, it really makes it very difficult for those that have it. So <clears throat> in any event, he then started training, uh, devoting his training to Ironmans to become more competitive. So he, so the Ironman triathlons, those, uh, those sort of things, very rigorous, very rigorous and grueling training to do those kind of sports. Very true, Bill. And, and not only that, he qualified for the world championships in Calgary as well as for the 2015 World Championships. So he really just applied himself. But then in 2015, he had what everyone says, and when you read about it, it's a terrible crash. Uh, in this training, Bill, he'd wake up at 4 in the morning, swim, bike to work, mm-hmm. teach, coach, bike back home. because and that, was, and that was when he was teaching over in Klamath, right? At that point, PE? Uh, the Bonanza schools Bonanza. hired him Bonanza. Yeah, yeah. to teach P, uh, PE and health to elementary children. But you see, this crash was where he was driving too fast around a curve. The car caught the road shoulder, flipped. He was thrown through an open window. Ooh. Nine broken ribs, broken right shoulder, collapsed lung, internal organ contusions, not only a torn ACL, but has torn LCL, which means that the knee, there's nothing keeping the knee from sliding inward or back and forward. Uh, Hardreth uh, has long physical therapy. His doctors say, your athletic life is gone. Mm -hmm. So what does he decide to do? He refocuses on climbing. He learns technical mountaineering rock climbing skills. So he goes from Ironman to mountaineering and rock climbing. Wow. Yeah. And, and Bill, he then climbs uh, in in this therapy, smaller peaks in the Cascades like McLaughlin and Tielsen and uh, Mount Shasta. But he's got to learn technical mountaineering. Now, this is dangerous stuff, uh, you know, such as at the Castle Craigs in Northern California, which Mm -hmm. is south of Mount Shasta, a lot of different places. So by working back in the shape, uh, about it took him six years later. He climbed Washington's highest peaks, a hundred of them, that was known as the Bulger List, in 51 days and, during and, the summer vacation. And this is after being crunched up in a really serious accident. So it took five, six years of really intense uh, work and and athleticism to get his body back in shape. And now he's mountain climbing instead of Ironman. Okay. Exactly. And you see, the other thing, Bill, about this is that uh, uh, it's more than uh, it's a logistical nightmare to do this because you have to memorize climbing routes, uh, creating uh, peak link ups, making a support crew strategy. The previous FKT or fastest Fastest known time time, was 410 days and he does it in 60. <laughs> this is unbelievable. But then he goes ahead. If you don't mind me interjecting, this guy, uh, in spite of his challenges, overcoming the adversity, he's really an overachiever. 
in this kind of activity. He's really focused he from the sounds of he it. He is. And you know, the thing about it that stands out uh, is that when you see the people that have made a difference in our lives uh, who stand out, there is this, this intangible ability that says, I think I can do this, I mm-hmm. will do this, I will, I will do give it. in. Yeah. And they do it. And all of us, all your listeners, you, everyone, does that with the different things in life to continue on and to be successful in what we set out to do. But what actually hit was that while he then decides to try to do what's known as the Rocky Mountain Slam, now this is unbelievable. Now he did the Rocky Mountain Slam in in August last year, right? He did. Okay. But the thing about what the Rocky Mountain Slam is, is that you've got to do 122 Rocky Mountain peaks. Uh, there are over 14,000 in Colorado, 13,000 feet in Wyoming, 12,000 feet in Montana. It's 122 of them. Uh, and so he then goes ahead. But guess what? While he was racing his mountain bike down a dirt road in Mount Shasta, he collided with a deer and was thrown back into the hospital with serious injuries oh, again. And oh, he, my goodness. And he learned he had COVID. So with grit and determination, he keeps going. He keeps the planning. Uh, and uh, then uh, this past July, uh, he uh, was able to surmount the 120 Rocky Mountain peaks, and he did it in under 40 days despite COVID-19, badly blistered feet, elevation sickness, the supply truck broke down. But he did it. And so I came across this story, and I just got right into starting to do it. And actually, there's a documentary called Journey to 100, uh, which is what has to do with Hardress Journey, having to do with the Bulger List. But when you take a look at what he's been able to do to overcome adversity, and now he's doing running, biking, swimming, and climbing. He's trying to set that up into a multi-sport event. And then he goes back with his students. Uh, and so what's going to be happening uh, next summer, who knows? It might be uh, uh, an FKT from the lowest point in the continental U.S., Death Valley, uh, to the highest being Mount Whitney. But, you know, you take a look at this, and I just say to myself, all right, now there is someone that stands out. There is someone that's going ahead and saying, here's what we can empathize with. And uh, it, it's a story that really resonates. Yeah, it is a great story, too. Jason Hardrath, Overcoming Adversity. And we'll post that today from uh, Dr. Dennis Powers. Dennis, uh, when he does all of this uh, mountaineering and all this tactical climbing and everything else, uh, it would strike me as an expensive hobby. Does he have sponsors that help him with this? Or is it kind of a, uh, kind of a semi-commercial sort of thing? Or How does that work, do you know? Well, it started, I've never I've never heard of him until now. I didn't know much about him until you brought him to my attention. Oh, absolutely. Well, you see, uh, Bill, it's it started off <clears throat> uh, way back when uh, when he was training for the Ironman, mm-hmm. and in there there was a group that trained together uh, and and actually worked with him when he first went ahead for the Bulger list, uh, and then with the documentary. He's got a website. It's there in the source, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the posting. Uh, And you can see where there's there's different ones that are coming in. And this this sense of the adventure we've seen before uh, with individuals who who stand out, 
and then they start attracting sponsors. Okay. And and little by little, you start getting this in here. But it can. But then when he collided with the deer that ran into his path, uh, there there is a a number of opportunities, if you will, that he just didn't give in. He didn't give in to. He said, "I can do this." Yeah. And off they went. Well, I have great admiration for people that are involved in Iron Man. I know that. Uh, well, I know that uh, that Mike Hogan, the owner of Rosario's in West Medford, you know Rosario's restaurant, he and his wife have been huge on the uh, Iron Man competitions, and he'll uh, put up posts. And I have such admiration of what these people are able to do physically. Now I know that uh, Jason's not doing Iron Man anymore, but still, it's that same kind of spirit, same kind of spirit going on. Well, you know, I like Rosario's, and and I didn't know that. And 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 this ability of people to balance their lives out uh, with with these types of of, of positive addictions mm-hmm. is something that that really we can all appreciate as being in the best of all of us. Yeah. Well, uh, Jason certainly starts off with uh, ants in the pants syndrome. Like I said, back when we were kids, that's why they always call it, you know, now you have to call, now you have to have ADD on it, right? It has to be a syndrome, right? So that way that there could be drugs and treatment. (laughs) And and you know, to to do, to do this, this Rocky Mountain slam, Mm -hmm. he had to average three peaks a day and complete elevation gain, uh, elevation gains of some, Nearly three hundred twenty thousand feet. Oh my gosh! Climbing, running, almost seven hundred miles. Yeah, that is, that is just insane physical durability. You know that would that most people have difficulty. Just, well, I'm going to Costco today. You know, <laughs> kind of puts it all in perspective. Doc, I appreciate the story, and it's a great way to wrap up uh, with an inspirational uh, Southern Oregonian here on this. And is he still teaching over in the uh, Klamath District? Is he still doing yes. that? He is. Okay. Yes, he is. And, 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 and what's interesting, too, is that he then goes ahead on these interviews, and he says the fun part is sharing it with my students. Yeah. And so he's constantly going ahead and bringing this in because he coaches there. These are elementary kids. These are ones that, that, that thank goodness, talking about positive role models. Oh, yeah. And the other aspect of this Southern is that he'll, he'll never – the thing is, though, he, he does by – and leads by example, I'm sure, with these kids. They know. They know that it can be done. All you have to do is just look at teacher, you know, that kind of That's- thing. Got to love that, right? And and these are the positive things about this life that <laughs> Joe Himmler Biden just completely gives up on. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, thank but you this so is good. All right, it is a good one, and we'll talk again next Monday. Thanks so much, Doc. All right, talk to you then. Pleasure's mine, and you take care, Doctor Dennis Powers. We're past meets present, and by the way, we're past meets present. The name of his latest book, you can find out more on DennisPowersBooks.com. It's all sorts of uh, Southern Oregon, Southwest uh, Oregon, and Northern California history. And you can find out more also on the main uh, publisher's website, the local publisher. And that is, uh, gosh, I just drew a blank on that. It is, it is, it is. Oh, come on. How can I do that? I talk about it every week and I didn't write it down. Oh, no, I'm going Joe Biden. Uh, Hellgate Press. There we go. I knew it would come to me. Rather than going, uh, uh, uh. how did Joe uh, do that again in that uh, in that video? Yeah, he said, um, 
Hellgate Press. Hellgate Press, Joe. Hellgate Press, Bill. (laughs) This is the Bill Myers Show. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. Asante says it's laying off about 3% of its workforce. The Medford-based health system said in an internal memo that the moves, along with other cost-cutting steps, were necessary to offset two years of, quote, financial headwinds. New CEO Tom Gessel told us back in December that the health system had around 6,000 employees on the payroll, so a 3% cut is about 200 people. According to the email, the cuts focus primarily on administrative and support costs, but Asante is still recruiting physicians, nurses, and other clinical staff. Asante thanked departing staff and said the people leaving are being offered severance pay based on tenure, payout of accrued paid time off, continuing health care coverage, and more. That email also said that from now on, Asante will be off- operating differently to meet current and future health care challenges. NBC News reached out to Asante for comment, but we haven't heard back. And Southern Oregon, if you don't have any President's Day plans, the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife has got you covered. This Saturday and Sunday, you can fish, clam, and crab in Oregon for free. Oregonians and non-residents don't have to worry about any licensing or tags, but all other fishing regulations do apply. To check out the best places to fish, as well as rules and regulations, head on over to odfw.com. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. Day 36 at the Bill Myers Show. Jay Austin and Company Gold and Silver Buyers here to make sure that uh, no matter what President Biden might be doing to the dollar, along with uh, all the other people involved, you know, Powell and Yellen and all the rest of it, that uh, you have some wealth tucked away. And you look back at thousands upon thousands of years of history and physical gold and silver is one of those things, by the way, in control of you, not in control of a financial institution or anything like that. It's a great way to uh, take a percentage of your wealth and tuck it away just in case. They destroy the dollar. Hey, you still have some physical gold, which will be definitely worth something. History kind of proves this, all right? And you can get that from Jay Austin and Company, gold and silver buyers. Ashland, 1632 Ashland Street, 6th and G in downtown Grants Pass. You can call them for appointments at uh, especially the Grants Pass store, 482-3715. But they make it so easy for you now because you do uh, the website, fortunereserve.com. Brand new website, fortunereserve.com. And the way you can remember this is that Federal Reserve is debt. Fortune Reserve is the real stuff, the real money, the way to build wealth for the long term, all right? And uh, take some of your uh, portfolio and put it in a physical gold metal, uh, f- physical gold and silver, rather. I think it's a good idea. Talk with your financial advisor, though, but that's kind of where I'm coming from, at least. And then talk to and log on fortunereserve.com. Fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com. They'll even deliver it to you right to your door. Or you can go to the store one way or the other. Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers, Fortune Reserve. This hour of the Bill Myers Show is brought to you by Johnson Builders, Southern Oregon's leading authority on post frame and steel buildings for over 20 years. Your smile is the key to your health and confidence. Do you know that one out of two adults do not regularly see their dentist due to fear or anxiety? Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Johnson from Dental Excellence, and I'm here to change that. How? Sedation Dentistry. This procedure is safe, comfortable, fast acting, and effective, and I've been doing it for years. Here at Dental 
dental excellence, we can eliminate your fears and anxieties with little to no memory of the procedure and often complete years of dental treatment in just one visit. There are several levels of sedation to choose from, and my caring team will help pick the right one for you. We understand if you have put off the health of your smile, and we want to help you regain your confidence. Come and see. Dental Excellence is Southern Oregon's Center for Sedation, Implant, and Family Dentistry. Call us today at 541-779-6170. Taking care of your smile is not something you have to delay any longer. Dental Excellence, changing lives one smile at a time. Hi, it's Jason at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and ability to navigate icy, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local, family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. By Coastal Media's Best of Southern Oregon magazine is online at bestofsouthernoregon.com. Find the winners in nearly 200 categories by flipping through the magazine online. Or sort by category and discover Southern Oregon's best suppliers of goods and services like Patriot Electric, Acumen Design Group, Bamboo, and Southern Oregon Chiropractic. Congratulations to all the award winners from Bicoastal Media, publishers of Best of Southern Oregon. Nominations for 2024 to 2025 starts in spring. Visit bestofsouthernoregon.com. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. This is The Bill Myers Show. 20 before 9. I appreciate you waking up this Monday morning. I know that a lot of people hung over, 18 million not going to work. (laughs) But I'm glad you are and you're here. One way or the other. Last week, I was talking about glyphosate and studies that are indicating that uh, Roundup is a transgenerational obesogen, something which would tend to uh, make offspring fatter and unhealthier. And we were talking a lot about, uh, you know, various other things. There's, I mean, all sorts of things that have been uh, generating or are suspected of causing problems with, um, with weight. And I say this as someone who has struggled with weight even back in the 1960s, but I looked at uh, pictures of me in the 1960s as a little boy, and what was considered fat then is nothing compared to now. I mean, what was fat then, I mean, would be probably just considered a slightly stocky kid, you know, for today, all right? Uh, And we were talking about this with uh, maybe obesogen, there's PFAS, you know, plastics, uh, all sorts of endocrine disruptors, along with the easy availability of fast food, less activity. I mean, there's all sorts of things that you could look at. Lots. It's a multifaceted problem. And then I ended up getting a call from a photographer, and he is a fashion photographer. He has been in the modeling industry for, what, uh, three, four decades. And I wanted to welcome Pete. Pete, great to have you on the program. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bill. Tell me a little bit about yeah. uh, about your experience, because you almost, in some ways, have a, a photographic record of the changes that have occurred in society worldwide, really, over the last uh, 30, 40 years, wouldn't you? Most certainly, yes. I, I basically am doing this through the lens of photographer that... Uh, you know, has seen so much of the industry change from the 80s on. Back in the 80s, if I was working as a freelance photographer or an agency photographer, I would notice that 
the agencies would do a cattle call, especially in, in the western United States, and they would get uh, typically of the – I'm referring mainly to the female uh, model. Mm-hmm. I had maybe 15% male and, and 85% female and that I'd be working with, and they'd do a cattle call, and if it was a small agency, they'd have 20, 30 people show. If it was a larger agency, proportionately higher amount of people would show. And the thing is, the the model, I did a lot of what they call uh, sport modeling, which is just say, for an instance, if a model, female model, in her mid-20s, early to mid-20s, 5'6", would weigh 100 in teens, you know, 116, something in that range there. And okay, 5'5", five, five, 116, so that was pretty much your standard model in those days. Okay. Pretty, pretty much standard then. As far as that goes, height, weight, proportionate is what the industry calls it. And, uh, you know, that's what the norm was. And they would turn away a lot of people because, not because of their weight, but because they didn't quite have the look like the facial bone structure Mm -hmm. or something to that effect. Yeah, they didn't win the uh, genetic lottery, right? (laughs) That kind of Correct. Exactly. Exactly that. And so, and then in the 90s, it was comparable, but it started get kind of leaner in the quantity of applicants because they wouldn't make it because the weight situation started showing up. And then as you got into the earlier 2000s, wow, it radically changed. Really? And so, yeah. You can can actually date it at that point. It was the 2000s when uh, people really started getting heavier, in your view, as a photographer. Okay. Well, as far as the application, they weren't applying. Now, you know, whether it was socially, this or that, but it's an industry that's been pretty desirous for those who have the the look, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So that changed. And then what I started noticing, very interesting, around 2008, 10, 12, uh, a lot of the – and I'm talking when I say America, I'm talking also Western Europeans – same situation oh okay and yeah. so not just the united states of america per se but even the europeans in general okay that's interesting across the across the proverbial pond yes mm-hmm. and then i started noticing um more and more leaning towards the north african the israeli and the egyptian model and they started entering and then at that point a fairly obscure eastern a country called Ukraine started showing up, and these these female models in the in the early twenties to mid thirty to mid thirties even sometimes would start showing up on the radar, and they had the look back at the eighties. It was kind of interesting, and as a photographer and as one that works with stylists, makeup artists, and so on, they loved them. I loved them because they didn't have not only the weight issue, but their skin was like, whoa. And we discovered they were mainly rural, living, not afraid of physical labor. Um, They were eating in, in discussion with them. It was very interesting finding out that they were eating a, a low fat, very high vegetable type diet, uh-huh. sort of a, what we'd call a Mediterranean type diet. In Ukraine. And it was really interesting. Yeah. And so that changed. And so 
those models, we, we started getting a real influx of what we call the imported. The Ukrainian look then. And Ukraine, yeah, well, yeah, they, Ukraine is not just a war. There was also uh, an influx of uh, Ukrainian models. Interesting, you said that they were that they were uh, young women and and men. I would imagine a certain amount of men yes. that yeah. uh, were not only eating differently from the rest of the of the model uh, of the of the models who were uh, were joining in or applying, but also they had physical activity as part of their normal life, more so than exactly. uh, in either um, Europeans or the United States models. Fair enough? Exactly. The, 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 the Western European and the American models were more like, you know, I guess I have, if I have to, attitude as far as hitting the gym, where, uh, for instance, I had a, an experience in around 2012 is what I'm guessing, mm-hmm. where I had, I was in charge of taking in one of the Western United States cities, taking them for like a little day trip just to go out and and check out American culture, because they obviously were not traveled, you could tell. And we stopped. Did these include include Ukrainians and uh, people? There was, was, I think, two or three Ukrainian, maybe, yeah, three are Ukrainian, and other ones were, I think, yes, Egyptian, Israeli. Mm -hmm. And and I was one of the one of the chaperones to show them the city, and they had never been to the United States. And you know, it came up on lunchtime, and I asked them, "Oh, so you know, where do you want to go?" You know, and they said, "McDonald's." We've we've heard about it. McDonald's. Uh oh. This could yeah. be the uh, beginning so, of the end of know, the uh, modeling much. career, huh? Yeah, so so the expense report will be will be favorable, you know. You're right. So anyway, um, so anyway, so we went in and and they they looked at it and they just said, "Well, order for us what you would order." So I ordered the typical burger, fries, and drink, mm-hmm. and it was very interesting. They would take a bite. One one girl especially. Yeah, by the way, could you uh, speak into your phone a little more clearly? On the, you're kind yeah. of going off mic a little bit there, uh, Pete. Try again, yeah. okay? So no you're problem. so you're at McDonald's. You're at the fast food restaurant. We have these Ukrainians and uh, and people who have never traveled to the United States before, and you're in uh, in the modeling industry here at that time. So yes. they're there, and you order for them, and you got the burger, the fry, and the drink. What happened? Well, this one young lady took a bite into the the burger, and she had a real puzzled look on her face, and she's like, you know, and she was trying to convey that it was kind of greasy, and. And and another one was talking about well the fries are good but salty, uh huh, and 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 then and the universally all I think yeah, it was like five didn't like the soft drinks because they were like really sweet, and you could tell that they hadn't experienced this. This is something and like I said these girls, uh, what I could glean from them because there is a language barrier for a certain amount of it was that they were more of a rural type attitude. And one of the things that they wanted to do is they wanted two of them wanted to go learn how to surf. And they they wanted to be wanted, physically active, in other words, right? Exactly. You know, in other words, of all the things we could do, all the sites we could go to today, they wanted to learn to go surf. And it's like, wow, physical. Uh-huh. And and that's that's what I found that was very interesting along that line. And then 
and later working through the, the years with different models. Um, one of those two that I originally met, I had contact with again through another another modeling gig, and she was uh, in a uh... hello, Pete. Pete, I think we lost you. I think we. Uh -oh. oh, we got you back. Okay, you're back. All right. Okay. Yeah, your phone disappeared there for a second. All right. So you had the other model, and then you went blank for about twenty seconds. Okay. Yeah, the cell phone uh, technology is some here times here is a little weak, but anyway, uh, she is in a. Hey, Pete, we're losing you again. Stand by the door. Stand by the window. Gosh, we're getting to a great part here. I want to hear this. Hello, Pete. All right, I'm going to try calling it. I'm going to hang on, take a quick break, and I want to get back with Pete, the uh, model photographer here. Just a moment, okay? All right, uh, this is the Bill Myers Show. Hi, it's Jeff with Quality Tree Service, your local tree whisperer. If you waited till winter to consider pruning your trees, smart move. Because while they're sleeping is a perfect time for pruning, so they wake up in spring to grow in a healthy way. At Quality Tree Service, we take pride in low impact to your property even in wet conditions. So call today for a quote with our lowest rates of the year and ask us about senior and military discounts. Find us at qualitytreeservicemedford.com. Don't miss the Southern Oregon Polar Plunge for Special Olympics and your chance to step out of your comfort zone to benefit youth and adults with disabilities. Get your team together and jump into an unheated outdoor pool, all for a great cause. It's cold enough. Are you bold enough? Your support provides athletes with access to sports, activities, wellness programs, community, and much more. Join us Saturday, March 2nd. The fun starts at 11 a.m. at the Rogue Valley Country Club in Medford. Register your team, volunteer, or skip the dip and donate at plungeoregon.org. All right, I think we got uh, I think we got Pete back. Pete, you were about to make that yes. great point about uh, the physical uh, models and the diet and everything else. Please continue. Let's see if we can keep a phone a phone call together yes. here. Okay. Well, what what I found interesting in referring to one of the uh, models that I'd worked with earlier that I was working with again, she and a few of the other models that I had worked with over the duration are in a study out of uh, out of Israel out of the uh, one of the university medical centers there. Mm -hmm. And they're testing them because of their particular physique, look, and background because they've lived, quote, the healthy lifestyle. And one thing is coming up is scent, meaning makeup and different products that you use like soaps and so on that have scents. And they're doing, a, they're doing a study to find out the difference on the female hormone, estrogen, and how it's affected by man-made versus natural scents that are put in these products. Very, inter very interesting. Is this a, are, they, are, they, are they looking at scents as far as uh, being endocrine disruptors like I was talking about with, uh, with Roundup last week in the environment? Precisely, something along that line. When you were talking, speaking of that, that that brought back that memory because this was, you know, this was ten, twelve years ago that they were talking about entering this, and I have no idea. I, in fact, I'm going to do some, try to find some research on it, see if there was any end you know, result. But I thought that was very interesting 
how, you know, we always blame weight gain on genetics mm-hmm. or on diet or exercise, you know, the, the combination or the lack thereof. But I thought, wow, what about affecting that? Because in the male models that I work with, they're not having this issue with the weight. Really? No, it's it's virtually non-existent unless you go into the poor diet, lack yeah. of exercise, energy, you know, the typical. But as far as, that's why they think it's estrogen. Mm. Well, many of the chemicals that are part of our uh, environment these days, plastics, uh, petrochemical, or the chemicals in, uh, in makeup, like you were talking, many of them are, um, I forget exactly the term, but they mimic estrogen and uh, cause all sorts of problems. And at least the theory is that they're causing all sorts of problems here. And needless to say, diet has an effect. Lack of activity has an effect. And I'm sure genetics have an effect. But uh, the environmental influences on weight have still not been uh, fully uh, sussed out, so to speak. But it sounds like uh, they're working on it right now. Interesting to see it through a model's photographer's eyes on this one, Pete. It really is. Well, well, the thing is interesting is from the photographer and light setup and so on, is these, these, the aforementioned models do not have the American-Western European issue with cellulite. Mm-hmm. with cottage cheese under the skin look. And the thing is interesting is the majority of these models are mascara, eyeliner, and lip gloss. That's it. Not a stitch of makeup on otherwise. Because they don't need the it. Americans spend lots of time on the, on the chair. Interesting. I appreciate yeah. you sharing your experience about that. And like I said, we're, yeah, we're going to keep you, you know, your anonymity on this one, because I know you're still, you know, working within the world. But a side of this that I I never would have imagined, and is Ukraine and places like that, rural areas, are those still the hot models at the moment here, or is there a different part of the country as the Western diet kind of spreads out around the world that is uh, something we need to look at? What do you think? What I'm discovering is the commonality is the rural Mm-hmm. Where they're they're not in the in the city metropolitan situation where they're forced into the diet choices. I think that they're much more inclined, and also economic. Um, a lot of a lot of people enter the modeling industry because of economics. They have a look, and it's the proverbial. What do you think I can do it on my look? That's where they enter. All right, model photographer Pete. From Southwest Oregon, we appreciate you uh, checking in and uh, a different angle on the weight gain aspect. And thank you so much. Keep in touch, all right? Thank you, Pete. You're most welcome, and keep up the good work. You're you're doing quite a service for the Valley. All right. Well, thank you very much. We're all blessed here. I really do uh, believe it. Thanks for the call. It's uh, model photographer Pete. Let me go to, I think this is Jim. Hey, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Welcome. Just real well. And to Pete's point, um, some years ago, there is and still is established what is known as the Southern Oregon look. The Southern Oregon look was specific to his points right here that uh, my daughter is a model, now retired, Mm -hmm. and my friends, I sent them the article out of the Mail Tribune. 
and the recruiting to the top agencies in the Hollywood, Los Angeles, New York area were coming to Southern Oregon precisely to go to modeling agencies around here, and that is still going on. So. But, but I would imagine, though, that uh, we kind of put that at risk, the uh, the more of the of the uh, corporatization of the food chain here may have some effect over time. I, I, I'll be curious to see if you can pull that up. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true, but most of the young ladies and young gentlemen that go into modeling are uh, very good athletes, too. But uh, yeah. Southern Oregon, look, and Ukraine and Medford yeah. and us, we're all together now. All thank right. You. Hey, thank you for that. I got a roll, but we'll talk again tomorrow on Pebble in Your Shoe Tuesday. See you then, okay?